Good morning, comrades. You're listening to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. This is your weekly Good Morning Comrade. Uh, today on the show, we have Jeff and Robert. What is going on, Robert? A lot. Hi. Uh, a lot's going on. It's um, air conditioning's finally working. Uh, hey, how about that? But you know what's not working is the regular board for the show. What's going on I there? Know. I don't know. It's like... I don't know. I can blame Behringer, but so yeah. I guess they'll never sponsor us. But I have a Behringer USB board, and it doesn't work. So, um, yeah, it's dead. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with it. It barely registers sound. I don't feel like troubleshooting it, and it's hard to like do it on my own because I can't really hear high sound without recording to uh, everybody's favorite, every poor podcaster's favorite uh, um, spying device, which is Audacity. Yeah, what uh, what's going on with the Audacity? Why did they it's actually that? not that bad. It's actually, there's a um, this ordinary gamer, that guy Mudahar has a good video about it. God, mm-hmm. I feel like we're, we're just venturing in already to like things people don't care about. Sorry to like low energy the podcast, but yeah. So Audacity is a program that like pretty much every podcaster, every content creator uses because it's free and open source. It got bought out by I want to say a Russian company mm-hmm. um, owns it, and they changed their um, they changed their TOS, which allows them to do data collection. Mm-hmm. But all you have to do if you use Audacity is just block. There's there's no reason for a program that's just connected that the, a program that you're using to record audio, there is no reason for that to be connected to the internet. So just block it through windows firewall. Mm-hmm. That that's like, so it's like why this does not need to be connected to the internet, just block it. And you never have to worry about some Russian company getting your data, but yeah, they do have, I, I wouldn't call it spyware is if you're going to call that, if you're going to call audacity, spyware, malware, then, it's it's not as bad as Facebook or Twitter or anything else where if it's free you're the product like Zoom or stuff like that. Well, yeah, it, 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 you pay for it, but yeah, yeah. No, I got you. So it's not it's not that bad, but just just blocking on your firewall. Um. Uh So yeah, after spending two point two k to get the air conditioning back running in the house, it's really good. I bought um. I bought some filters because the problem is it's a creation. It's a problem of my own design. I didn't buy filters when I was supposed to. It's kind of like, like the like air filters. Yeah. You're supposed to have them every month. And I pulled the filter yeah. out of there and it was literally just falling apart. I don't know. <laughs> I've always rented. I don't know anything about a house. Oh, so oh. Um, yeah, you have to change the filter, but I bought this like snazzy, uh, it's like the expensive kind, but they're supposed to, if you've got multiple pets, which we do, uh, mm-hmm. stop all the gunk from getting in, gunking up your HVAC, which was the mm-hmm. problem. It just made the HVAC dirty. And um, they've got like a Bluetooth sensor that connects to your phone. 
And so it doesn't. It's supposed to. I don't know how much I believe in this. I'm I'm QAnoning. I'm QAnoning. I'm I'm selecting doubt for the air the 3M air filter technology. But they say that it doesn't run on like oh every 30 days you've got to fill it like or change it. It's supposed to gauge how much air is actually flowing through the system. And so you might have to change it earlier, and you might have to change it later. So it's gonna hit your phone when it's when it's time for that to happen. You know. I, more giving data away. I'm sure like 3M is yeah, doing all kinds of know, wonderful your, things with my data. They, they know your particle numbers. It's great. Absolutely. But hopefully that'll keep the, you know, a $30 a month, um, you know, filter will keep away. We'll keep the, we'll keep it running for a decade, you know? That's um, well, the um, thing that I had to pleasure of dealing with while uh, you're dealing with um, air condition problems. In my house, we had plumbing problems. So that awesome, was dude. Uh, it all happened on Wednesday. So um, Wednesday was the day where we get the report. Like, I'm all, already depressed. Like, I was already already feeling terrible. I'm, like, looking at my phone and I see, oh, right, great. Louisiana just popped, like, the third biggest COVID number since the beginning of like all of COVID last week. And I'm just like, okay, sick. This like pandemic's back and it's like better than ever. Right. right. And then, so I'm like sitting like in my backyard, just sort of like, God, we go back to school next week. Like we're like all of these horrible things are like all coming down at once. And so like I get up, I go inside for like a minute and I got standing water in my house, like on the floor. And I'm like, just like, what the, what the heck's going on here? So, um, we next thing we know, we know we're cleaning it up. We do all the mops and the towels and all the stuff to make sure it's all you know up and clean. Uh. We've already dealt with that problem, and then so um, you know we get somebody we know that's got one of those little snake things, not like a professional, like a plumber type thing, but like you know something you get from Home Depot for like sure. 40 um, figured out that that was not going to cut it, so then we. Um, needed to get an actual plumber in and we had like drain line problems so we needed to like find our main drain and like figure out all of that and they just like ran this super pressure washer through it so right let me uh, ask you this you got a drill big dog i got a drill you got to get the um the snake that's like in the it's like the snake that's like in the it almost looks like a drum like a magazine yeah. drum and that goes on a drill yeah don't fool <laughs> around with them little whatever just Thank buy you, that man. Yeah, and then it goes on the drill, and you just st stick it down there, and you just pump that drill, you mm -hmm. know, for like three seconds, and anything down there is going, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. This was like a – you got a problem deep, deep within the walls of your plumbing. Like, uh -oh. the sewage line here is not going to cut it. Like, right now, it's clogged up, and you better get a plumber out here, son. Are you in trouble? Like, <laughs> that yeah. kind of trouble. That's what it was. Man, it sucks to own a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does. God. Um that that poof, that's real bad. But you were talking about COVID. Yeah, like so Louisiana's on fire again. I've been wearing my mask everywhere. Mm -hmm. But then also, I mean, this is gonna be like you, you saw our friend like uh you saw um oh my goodness. I can't even think of it. I'll come back to it. Mm -hmm. But um the thing about uh yeah I'm I'm just so mad that we're on fire again because of covid and these people don't want to get vaccinated and I'm of two minds like you're 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 doing the right thing of being like I'm going to you know I'm going to like 
I can't get people sick. I don't want to get sick. I'm mm-hmm. just going to isolate again. Me, honestly, this is probably not the best take, but I feel like I, I just don't care, dude. I know this is like COVID fatigue, but I've also mm-hmm. done like everything I was supposed to do. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I isolated when I had COVID and I isolated. I've been double. I My second uh, dose of the vaccine I got in January. Right. You know what I mean, so it's like, man, I'm not going to let y'all like, I'm going to wear my mask everywhere, but like, I'm going to go to the beach, dude. Like, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let these people while the world ends because they don't want to do the right thing. Like ruin my time. Like I'll, I'll socially distance and all that. But I'm just done with it because they're they're not going to do it anyway until until there's bodies in the street. They're they're just going to keep thinking it's not real or whatnot. So it's like I've done everything humanly possible I can do. I I can't live like this, man. Either we all lock down and we get it over with. It's the same thing we've been saying for a good year now. Either everybody locks down, we get checks from the government, and we get this thing over with, or nobody's going to lock down. I'm going to get the vax, and we're just going to let the chips fall where they're made. But I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be the one. I'm not going to be the one that's like super like, oh, my God, we got to do the right thing. We're like, nobody else is doing the right thing. I know that's like cynical. I know that's terrible. But that's that's where I'm at. I'm just floating that out there. See, I'm going the other way. I'm going like the super authoritarian way where um, like I want to like see the government start to hire bands of mercenaries. Oh, that's, that's been what I wanted. They've been like to like like load them up with with you know dark guns that have the vaccine in it and just start pop 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 just taking people down and and getting them the va- like just forcing the vaccine in them because I mean at this point I mean it's not like America's never done forced vaccinations before right and like this time I mean again this is similar. Situ- I mean, does that does that make me sound like a bad person? Does that make me sound like a, like a hyper? No, because it's not possible. It's not. It's not possible or feasible. You're just. You're just uh, you're just edge posting like you're just like what like even you're memeing. That's, that's not that's not a thing that's gonna happen. But I, I think my thing my my take is way more cynical. Like my take is way more like doomer pilled. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like yeah, what, what am I gonna do? Let's 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 be like real. Like if let's just say we could get that to happen. Let's say we could get the people. To like, like we could get the government to just start like hiring hit squads that have the vaccination that would just go pop. You got vaccinated, pop. You got vaccinated. Kind of like X Men. Yeah. Um. You know, would that be a bad thing? That it, would you support that? I wouldn't want that. What I would want is it's so funny because I could already see like people were like, "Oh, this is the mark of the beast." But mm. the thing is, like, I can see all these religious fundamentalists being like that. But the thing is, like, they get vaccinated in the face. If you ask me, those well, are people. You can't, be, you can't be tricked into if you are like a religious a Christian fundamentalist, like if you read the book, like you can't get tricked into the mark. It's not like, oh, you you got a thing and we told you it was for COVID and gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now, now you can buy and sell in the Satan's government or whatever. But <laughs> so what I would want, what I think feasibly could happen, like 100%, like this, this could happen, is these people are just isolated and they're just not allowed in our society. I just mm-hmm. want like Louisiana would be perfect. Like everybody, you get the Louisiana, um, the LA wallet app that has your driver's license and your vaccination status. And before you go into any, um, you go to, to any gathering, any anywhere. Like you want to go to Saints game, cool. You got to before you even buy your ticket, you got to show like your vax records. And then when you go to the game, they're gonna look at your LA wallet app before you come in. I would want that everywhere. You just shame and isolate people. But, like, you cannot participate in society because you don't want to, like, 
be in society and follow the rules. It's just like anything you want else. To do the most basic thing, like the most Hard. basic thing to end a global pandemic that's already killed only in America, like over 600,000 people, you know, I don't know, like, man. Let me tell like, you, like you're a, you're a poker player, right? Like we both play poker. Yeah. I, I, you know, I spent this weekend like playing poker, dude. And it's like, I'm like, they got dividers. They got like plexiglass dividers and stuff at like live tables, which is great. But I'm still masked up like in the card room because like for one, yeah, poker, poker rooms have always been like the most disgusting places on earth. Like poker chips are the most like disgusting. Yeah, I rather touch like dog doo-doo raw than like touch uh, uh, poker chips. But on top of that, you get to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we're a poker yeah. player, and they're right. That's how stupid we are as Americans. Like I'm going into like PvP combat to take somebody's money, and you're saying that like to hide my facial reactions for this one time in human history, I get to like legally wear a mask. Like I would do that if there was no COVID. If they let you wear a mask and play poker when there's no COVID, I would have done it. And there's like one or two people wearing a mask. I'm like, I'm never not going to wear a mask and play poker because it's just any, any edge advantage I can get, I'm going to take. And it's like, mm-hmm. these people won't do that. It's that's how stupid we are as a country, man. It really, it really sickens me. I, I don't, I just, yeah, I'm just doomer pilled right now. Cause I feel like, like, I feel like I'm trying to get as much fun in. Like I got a trip to go see my mom in like a month. Like, um, like after my little back surgery. Yeah. Like I got my little back surgery, uh, and it's gonna take like it's only supposed to take like three or four days to recover, but I'm taking like a week, and so I'm gonna go see my mom, my little brother, and go ride roller coasters. I'm gonna go to the Cincy FC soccer game. I'm gonna do all that, but it's just like I feel, I honestly feel like I'm just trying to get in, like fun in before we either go on lockdown or the world ends. Yeah, like I'm, 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 I'm in a weird way, man. Like when COVID was a thing, when COVID was like, oh God, like we're going to be inside for a long time. Let's go to Costco and stock up. Like, let's do, like, I was making all these, like, I had, like, a food hoard. I had all this stuff for, like, you know, like, and that's not crazy because we live in Hurricane Alley anyway, and that's stuff you should have. But it feels like, oh, I was doing something positive. This just, this feels way worse. Mm-hmm. than like Because it just feels like, well, we've had the tools to, like, make this stop, and we just refuse to. So it's mm-hmm. just like, well, f- forget it, man. I'm just doomed out now. Yeah. Yeah, you are listening to WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. This is the Doom podcast of uh, it's not when I starting to feel Matt Bender's uh, I just feel opinion. awful. Speaking like, of w- like the Doomer episode of uh, Good Morning Comrade, I feel yeah. like you know, WHIV man, but Dr. Mark Allen Derry would hate to hear this right now. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have him back on next time and it can maybe give us some uh, maybe just like tell me why I should not like be so doomed out because i just feel like and that's that's kind of the i i'm the thing is like that's kind of like i'm the i feel like people like us are the canary in the coal mine like if i'm feeling this way then people who think the virus is fake are just out there just hawking loogies in each other's mouths <laughs> right right you know what I, mean? Whole, I mean like they the whole, always doing that stuff like they never stopped doing that like yeah. when, when when the um when the when the COVID started happening, like they're just like complaining, like they get their people to go complain about, like they can't get their hair done and stuff, you know, <laughs> like oh, I need my nails done and and all these other things while they're driving. They're like F three fifties. It's awful, dude. 
But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, another thing that that happened over the weekend. I don't know how much you've, attention you paid to this, but the uh, the march for Medicare for all took place this weekend. Did you see any of that stuff? Not any of it, dude. What are your I thoughts have... on the march for Medicare for all? It's nice to get people aware about Medicare for all without knowing anything about it. He asked me to talk about something I don't know anything about, but I'll give you a hot take. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice to get people involved, and and as long as you turn that into actual um, things that can be demonstrably helpful. If not, like with any kind of march or protest or anything like that, it just turns into um, performative BS. Yeah, there was a lot of like, well, here's the thing that I had to deal with that. There were two things that, like, I agree with you on the initial take of um, of the, um, yeah, we definitely do need to like make sure that we're supporting Medicare for all, but like the way that we need to do it is smart and not reaction, reactive or reactionary. Mm-hmm. And like, unfortunately, it seems like a lot of this stuff was the, the, the latter, right? Like to the point where, I mean, some kind of way there was like a Nazi in one of the Indiana March for Medicare for all rallies that ended up getting like a pretty considerable platform and got some status at one of these sorts of things. And then at a different one, uh, essentially there was this like move to like get, get them to like scream at Corey Bush about how she was like a fake supporter of the March. Yeah. For Medicare. I don't know if you've seen any of this stuff. no, 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 I have not. I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of like dumb, dumb talk in there. It was know? so uh, this this thing was sponsored by Jimmy Dore Coalition. Is that what you're trying? It to was talk? like like that piece of the internet, you know? Not silly. This this no that that sounds yeah. I mean, with any of the things, it would have sounded great. I know, but just based on what you're telling me, it sounds like nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, suckages. Just just things suck all the way around. They just. Mm-hmm. Medicare for all, good lord. I mean, if we're gonna, if we're not gonna, I hate to say this, please, y'all. Like, I know I'm venting, but please keep up your activism. Like, don't, don't listen to me when I'm saying this. But it's just, we can't get Medicare for all like during a pandemic, and we can't get, you know, at least even like temporary substantial UBI. We're just never gonna do it. The only thing, going back to COVID, like how this all circles around. I'm honestly, I'm starting to look at this thing and you see even Fox news is like turning on its own user base and saying stuff like Mm -hmm. y'all need to get the vaccine. And I'm starting to think like, is this, is this the accelerator for late stage capitalism? Because I mean, I don't don't mean this. Is this just like the lighter, the, the lighter fluid for it? And I don't mean this in like a giddy, I'm not giddy about this, but I mean, I think it's getting to the point where, People in, you know, capital, people who actually are capitalists who have capital, not not your uncle um, Scott, who thinks he's a capitalist because um, he owns a kiosk in the in the mall that that sells, you know, cell phone plans. I, I mean, like actual capitalists are like, oh, we got to, like, get these vaccines in the people. Or this is going to bring down economy's our- never going to get rolling again. Right. This is going to bring down our whole society. And I'd hate to be like, this is the thing that does it, but we, in some way, we have to like, be like, we have to be in crash landing mode to where we have to be ready to, when this thing falls apart, you know, how are we going to save as many people as possible? Like, you know, we live in New Orleans and we still, you know, monkey pox and, and COVID. And it's just like, this is the hottest 
this is the hottest summer I've ever seen in my life, man. And then people, you got bears coming out of the woods. You seen that in like Lake Tahoe? Oh, I didn't see that. So like, bears are coming. I know. The bears, well, the bears are coming for us. Here's the thing, though. I'm like, this is dead serious. To where there's a great video out there of like these. It's Lake Tahoe, and these bears are bypassing. It's like a bear fit, like a mom and like three cubs or whatever. And they just walk smooth as you like past all these people who's going to swim in the lake. And they go, <laughs> they go get in the Lake Tahoe and everybody's like, oh, in that cute, it's the damn Berenstein Bears. No, that's global warming. Yeah. Like they for this out. bear, yeah, for these bears to be like, we don't even worry about these people. Like we don't even care. We're going to walk right in front of them into this lake. To, like, that's not normal. Yeah. That's, that's, they're hot. And you don't want that just happens. If there's one thing you don't want to be messing with that uh, with that's like viscerally terrifying, it's bears. Bears sure. are serious. <laughs> you don't want to mess with bears. It just feels like everything's falling apart at one at once. And this is not the way I want to see capitalism die, but it feels like if we don't if what we don't way, what, way do you want, what, what way do you want to see capitalism die? I, no, I'm guessing just my the... point here is that there's like no easy way, right? I mean, I guess in my in my dreams, it's just through, you know, I don't know. It ends with like us standing on top of the the Capitol building and and waving a black and red flag. I don't know, dude. I'm just memeing right now. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though. I yeah, don't want to no. see. I don't want to like be like, well, you said you didn't want capitalism, so here's yeah, like Mad Max. Yeah, you don't want like the monkey's paw, like. Right. You don't want exactly. the like. You don't want the bad, the bad version. No, exactly. And it's just it's 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 getting scary out there. You know, I had to. Another thing, like we live in New Orleans, and I was like, I just realized I was checking the mail, waiting for my I renew my driver's license, waiting for my new driver's license to get here, and I'm like, we haven't gotten mail in a week. Really? Yeah. On my block, we didn't get mail for a good seven days. And I'm like, this is how it kind of starts. Like, you get used to that kind of stuff. And so all of a sudden, we really are a third world country with a Gucci belt. Like, it's not just a meme anymore. Like, this is this is how the empire retracts. Things are I'm just sad. breaking down. Like, they're about to shut down the aqueducts in, in, in Britain. <laughs> yeah. Things are just falling apart. And, and it's just... This is how civilization kind of ends. I know I'm God. I'm just like going off. This is not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about dumb things. Like I bought a knockoff Ridge wallet, and I like I really like it. I wish let's we could get these. The, let's talk about the Ridge wallet. Go ahead. Go Ridge off about the Ridge wallet. Ridge wallets are seventy bucks, and you should never buy one unless they want to sponsor this program. But you should never buy a Ridge wallet. Satire. Because they cost way too much. But. You know, the same like Chinese company who probably has the Ridge Wild, they're right, right next to the official Ridge Wild factory, will sell you like the exact same thing for 20 bucks. Not even like 15. Okay, and so, so, what is this like wallet? What is, why is this a, like, what's up with the wallet? It's just a small, <laughs> it's just a small rectangle that like holds your cards and kind of looks like a, I don't so like know, a like a money clip. Yeah, like an ice cream sandwich. And like that holds your cards, and then it's got a money clip on it. And let me tell you something: when you, when you go play poker and you like triple up, and you've got like, you, you cash out, and it's just a small little stack of hundreds, and you just <laughs> slide them in that money clip. 
Oh, and it clamps—it makes that nice click. Oh, it's better than sex. You feel like I'm somebody. What, what did Steve Martin say in the jerk? He goes, "It's just like the magazine. I'm somebody." <laughs> so okay, okay, go on. Now that thing rules. Um, been watching a lot of soccer. The U.S. is doing well in the Gold Cup. They're playing with their. Yeah, they're playing with their C team and beat the reggae boys yesterday of Jamaica. But um, they put up a goal and and the goal our goalkeeper our second string goalkeeper was on fire. Sorry, really, Dave from Jamaica. Really excited. Sorry to do it to you, Dave from Jamaica. No, yeah, Jamaica has nothing to be shamed about either. They they played a great game. They had plenty of chances. I love that. Uh, I bet on that game. Made a little money on that. Um, what else is going on? Oh, I met somebody from Cuba. I met, oh. I met a, a nice young lady from Cuba. We had a talk about Cuba. She's not from Cuba, but she she lived in Cuba. Like her mm-hmm. um her ex is from Cuba, mm-hmm. and she and it was very interesting because I would say she's at least a progressive, not mm-hmm. a leftist, because we talked a lot about politics. And she's she kind of got what I always she told me what I always thought. She goes. Oh, it's it's terrible. Like you have no idea. She's like, you have no idea. It's like it's it's absolutely terrible down there. Let me tell you how Cuba works. So she told me all these like nightmare horror stories about what it's like to actually like be Cuban and live in Cuba. And the end of the conversation, like through all that, we got to because I was like, I always knew this. This was not some kind of like communist leftist utopia, but. I guess what we got out of the conversation was after she laid down all these horror stories about how like the healthcare system actually works about how, you know, how poor people are, how desperate people are. I said, well, you just told me all that. I was like, well, wouldn't the best thing to do then would be to lift the embargo. And she said that, well, the thing is the cute, the Cuban regime uses the uh, embargo as a scapegoat so they can oppress their people. And I said, and they, I said, and therefore, wouldn't the best thing to do would be to lift the embargo? Exactly. Because I have to defer to you because you've lived there. Everything you're telling me is true. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accept that on face value. I mean, I'm not even saying that rhetorically. I 100% believe you. I 100% believe that the, U- the Cuban government is using the oppression of the United States as a, as a bludgeon to 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 corral and harangue their people into into certain ways of thought and action. So well, yeah, that's if policy, you, right? yeah, if you really cared about the Cuban people as the government and a lot of these like weird people who who send me weird stuff on Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. um say wouldn't the best thing to do would be to end the embargo. And she and we granted she says yeah you're right. I was mm-hmm. like, cool. And then, like, yeah, we're in agreement. But I get into all these weird fights about Cuba online, and I'm just like, well, don't you just want to end the embargo? And they go, no. I'm like, so this is just the equivalency of the the United States is just holding Cuba's hands and say and just hitting hitting them in the face with their own hands and just saying, stop hitting yourself. Yeah. You know, I was like, this isn't yeah, this isn't what aboutism where we have actively. De- destroyed that country no matter what they've done good or bad so it's mm-hmm. like I, I think about this and it's like 
look at Vietnam. Like all the blood and treasure we lost in Vietnam because Domino, I mean, the Domino theory was one thing, but really we just wanted to control the natural resources just like France wanted to do. Wouldn't it have been more effective to be like, hey, you're a communist country. That's cool. But have you heard of Levi's and Ford, you know, and Ford cars? How about you? How about you? How about you let us build a couple plants there, and you can keep a lot of that money, mm-hmm. like we did after the war? And they would have been like, "Sounds good to me." And we would have had no Vietnam War, and then we, our culture would have mingled with theirs, and we'd be on we'd be on friendly relations. Like, wouldn't if you're so worried about if 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 capitalism and Western culture is supposed to be, you know, Pax Americana is supposed to rule all. Wouldn't the best thing to do would be like expose Cubans to that instead of not letting them trade and it would just fall apart naturally? There's something the Ayatollah of it was like in I can't remember what year, but it was Iran. yeah, it was in Iran. But he said it was I, the 70s, I don't know, but he he said he feared he goes, American blue jeans are more dangerous than American bombs. Mm-hmm. And he was exactly right. Because when you just bludgeon people over the head, you're like, they're like, oh, they'll just dig their heels in. But you're just like, oh, we're cool with you. Here, have some culture. Have mm-hmm. a slice of pizza. Here's here's a, here's a video game. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh man, these guys ain't so bad. And be like, this is that's how the that's how things work. But we don't want that. We it's it's because I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop ranting in a second. No, and the good. reason why I'm gonna answer my own question here, why that doesn't happen. It's because of the nature of capitalism. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a meme, but capitalism is the final boss. Meaning that in capitalism, going back to my Vietnam analogy, we can't just we can't just set up a, a Ford plant in Cuba and make Ford cars and take some of the money. Because capitalism needs uh, exponential growth. We must have all the money. And that so if we can't have all the money, we'll burn the house down. And that's what's going on in Cuba right now. If we can't fully exploit and subjugate those people, then we we don't want to do business. It shouldn't and, exist. It should be. Yeah. A, it, should, it might as well. It might as well just be like unhabitated land. It might as well, like Cuba might as well sink into the sea. And that's it, why with Vietnam is the exception because they bloodied our nose so badly that we're just like, oh, it's not worth it. I guess we'll take some of the money. After all those Americans had to die for no reason. And all those Vietnamese, even more importantly, because it was their homeland, had to die for no reason. Mm-hmm. You are listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade, goodmorningcomrade.com. Um, yeah, so I guess to kind of continue during, down this path, um, you know, the um, when the Obama administration and, and, you know, I have a million criticisms of the Obama administration, uh, amongst them uh, was the fact that it like sort of did this like halfway like rolling back of the Cuban sanctions. So which like pretty much served to like liberalize the Cuban economy without ending the blockade. So it like kind of tried to have it both ways. It opened up like trade and travel to, to Cuba. But like, I don't know, it, it was definitely better than the situation that we're in now when they just basically turned the turn the blockade button back right right you know, just press the blockade button and it's back on you know 100 it's just you know how cool would it be to have a a, a a friendly relations with a country 90 miles away 
mm-hmm. and just be like, hey, sell us stuff at like a deep price. You can buy our stuff. And uh, if you have any defense concerns since you're so close, eh, we got you. We got you. I well, mean, well, that was it, what they wanted to do with the with, with Batista regime. That's what they were basically doing. But it was like, essentially, we run this. You're our, you're our governor, saying. and we we own you. That's what I'm saying. We can't have we can't have relations. We have to have it all. Like mm-hmm. that's that's how that's how the empire works. Mm-hmm. Here's, the, here's the thing: where I'm gonna get in trouble with like a lot of lefties, and I just want them to like a lot of lefties just hear me out uh, because what I'm saying, I guess the point of all this is, I as an American am okay with Pax Americana with the American Empire. If we were like a benevolent empire that just wanted to just trade with people, um, and if we wanted to trade with people and exchange cultures, which it's never going to happen because of capitalism, because we have to subjugate and dominate everyone. So that's nothing to even work towards. The whole empire needs to be torn down and torn up out of its roots. But if we were, if we were like, hey, again, we didn't use gunboat diplomacy if we were just like hey we're america we got some cool stuff let us build a couple factories here you can make a lot of money and if you're friends with us and you have any defense concerns we got you no one's gonna punk you because you're a boy that i could be okay with that but that's never ever gonna happen again it's nothing to work towards but again it's because the reason why that that does not happen is because we have to have it all we have to have everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's pretty much it. Just like everything, all the time, forever, and nothing. You know, nothing. Nothing less than everything is worth it. Especially in the, um, especially in the, and um, when it comes to the U.S., uh, when it comes to Central and South America, which I mean, Monroe Doctrine still still going strong if you know what i mean like basically the idea that the um central and south america are just basically the united states backyard and nobody else can mess with it and nobody who lives there can like like do their own thing uh, you know they've got to be either a part of it or they are like banished and they're a pariah which is like why there was such a i mean in the 1980s when um you know Reagan starts funding contras to uh to fight over to fight off a lot of these pink tide governments that's what's going on here that's that's the Monroe doctrine just being put put forth in a 20 20th century capacity no 100% we could have we could have done we could have done business with all those all mm-hmm. uh, like when when socialism was on the rise in in central and south america we could have done business well just because just because the oil company in venezuela you know sitco is nationalized doesn't mean they don't want to there's Sitco stations up the street, and that's a Venezuelan oil company. They mm-hmm. they want to do business with us. We want to do business with them. But again, we gotta have it all. And when you look at the, like, oh, how could the cash regime do do X, and how could the um, Hugo Chavez regime do Y, and all this? Well, look at every everybody who every quote unquote dictator. Whether not to put a moralistic value on it, but yeah, the people I'm going to announce have done a lot of bad things. The people I'm going to mention, 
every everybody that we've called a dictator who has decided to play ball with us, how they end up. Hmm. Saddam Hussein dismantled his chemical weapons program. How do you end up? He got hung. Mm-hmm. Gaddafi gave up his nukes. What happened? He died in a ditch. Again, no moralistic value on good, bad, or indifferent with those people. But when you play ball with us, it never works out well. But what? But what? You talk about, oh, Kim the North Korea is crazy. They're crazy. Kim Jong-un is crazy. But when Immortal Technique, a rapper, he said it best. He said, I was on an interview on the Young Turks, like probably 10 years ago. And it always stuck in my head. He goes, you know, everybody thinks that North Korea is crazy. But, you know, instead of being like Saddam and being like, give us, you know, give us your chemical weapons. And Saddam's like, oh, we dismantled them. We don't have them. Send your inspectors in. And you still invade us. You still kill me. Kim Jong-un was like, yeah, we've got nukes. And guess what? We'll trade you L.A. for Pyongyang right now, tonight. What you mm. want to do? And U.S. goes, oh, I'm good. Don't want mm. none of that. And they back off. Mm-hmm. You know? We'll stable rattle all we want. We'll, we'll every, every couple of years, we'll just like right. talk about how we, we, we really want to do something about this North Korea problem, but never actually do anything. <laughs> like, so we've set up this situation. We've set up this global, this global uh, geopolitical situation where the only way to deal with us is to be a madman. It's the only way. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't reasonably, you know, have any kind of relations with us because we're coming to get you regardless. All the stuff that we talk about, like in front of the UN, it's all lies and a pretense. To take whatever you got. We, we really don't care about what you're doing or who you're killing or whatnot. Because if we cared about that kind of stuff, we wouldn't be friends with Saudi Arabia. We wouldn't have funded um, uh, uh, Pinochet. We, we're com- we want to get what you got. And, but if you're crazy, if you're a madman, then all of a sudden, we don't, we don't want no smoke. We don't want no smoke with you at all. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just like, it's just the... The biggest, softest bully on the block. We're like the kid in, we're like the kid in a Christmas story. So it's like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Cry? And Robbie just, bam, just hit him one good time, and that was it. That was enough. And the redheaded kid didn't want no more. That's who we are. That little redheaded kid in his coonskin cap. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's sick. And. uh Dragon Slayer 19 is critical of your uh, approach. You can't be- uh, they can't believe that uh, you're pro selfishly not playing ball. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, you know what? And, and what it boils down to at the end of the day, you messing up my travel. You messing up my travel because I'm trying to go to Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going to Cuba would be you're sick. messing me up uh-huh. with this foolishness. <laughs> same as the same as the people that won't get their vaccine. They're messing up your they're messing up your regular life. The, the U.S. Empire is messing up your travel to Cuba. That's what it so is. One, of the, one of the I mean, honestly, Cuba, Havana specifically is like one of the like sister cities of the United States of, 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 of New of, Orleans. Yeah, like we have like, two sister cities, uh, Havana, and we've got that city in Japan that does Mardi Gras every year. What? There's a Japanese city that does Mardi Gras? I can't remember which city, but I will send it to you. And they have Mardi Gras every year. And they, yeah. they fly they fly like jazz musicians out from uh, from Japan, come here, 
to do like to do Mardi Gras things during during Mardi Gras, and then we have like a cultural exchange with them. I forget which sister city that is. If you want to talk for a second, I can find it. Uh, yeah. I mean, so speaking of, um, I guess the um, Japan, since you brought it up, it is like oh, in the middle oh, of Olympic time, and oh, so like uh, Tokyo is on its on its. Uh, it's in the spotlight, to say to say the least. Um, you've been watching any of the Olympics or the absolutely, story? absolutely not. Matsue is the. I'm probably saying this wrong. It's either Matsue or Matsu. M A T S U E is the sister city of Japan. I mean, the sister city of New Orleans. <laughs> Dragon Slayer 19 says I'm only a leftist because I want to be able to travel to Cuba. It's to true. Vote at 2021. That's true. I want free stuff. I want to drink Fernet and Cola. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. I just want free stuff, y'all. That's why I'm a leftist. Let's do it. Um, Let's, go. Let's go see their really cool cars that they have. Um, they're the best mechanics in the world in, in, in Havana, right? Yeah, they really are because they got to keep that stuff going. Um we say Olympics, though. Uh, I'll, I haven't watched it because I'm kind of doing a soft I've got an Olympic story. Okay, but I'll just finish my thing. I'm kind of doing a soft boycott on the Olympics because mm -hmm. it's just terrible. I, they're just joyless and soulless. They should be canceled. There's, nobody should be. These things suck. It's just empty. Um, I'll probably maybe watch some of the soccer, depending who gets into the knockout stage. Uh, I was really excited to see France beat the U.S. in basketball. I'd let out a ha 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 because U.S. Oh, no, basketball, it's a ha ha ha. It's yeah, U.S. U.S. basketball has been uh, obnoxious and they're like the U.S. soccer team now, or at least what they used to be. U.S. soccer team used to be obnoxious and privileged. And oh, but the basketball team would at least win. The soccer team never won anything. Well, I feel bad for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday play. He just won the NBA Finals, right? Mm -hmm. Just won the NBA Finals. Uh, flew out to Japan the same day. Flight landed. He had a game that day. Came out there and dropped like twenty-two, and they still lost because they're bums. They're bums. They're Popovich bums. can't coach. Uh -huh. Sucks at international basketball. But yeah, tell me Olympic story. Uh, so um, there is a story of an Olympic fencer. Um, oh, I saw this. This is another reason I'm like I'm not watching this. All right, well, let's get it on the other side of uh, Station ID. You're listening to WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is Good Morning Comrade, goodmorningcomrade.com. Headline, protected again and again. This is from BuzzFeed. How a fencer made it to Tokyo, uh, the Tokyo Olympics, despite sexual assault allegations. Oh, no. I don't even want to bury the lead, but, bro, if you don't get to it, I, the part that I saw. Oh my God! Just tell U.S. Me. Center for Safe Sport is uh, was tasked with investigating sexual abuse claims at Olympic programs. But in the first summer game since the agency's creation, Team USA's fencers say the system failed them. So, this is an article by Brianna Sachs and Melissa Segura from BuzzFeed. When did BuzzFeed get good at reporting like this? Been it's always been. No, it's always been. Ten days, after, yeah, ten days after Alan Hadzik secured a spot as an alternate on the U.S. Olympic team, a group of women took their concerns about him straight to the top. 
The six women fencers, including two Olympic athletes, wrote to the Olympic Committee that Hadzik should not be allowed to represent the U.S. because he was under investigation for at least three accusations of sexual misconduct reported to the U.S. Center for Safe Sport, the nonprofit agency for protecting athletes from abuse. His presence at the Games, they said, was a, quote, direct affront to fellow athletes that put, uh, put them at risk. So... <laughs> We have a we have a creep we have a sexual creep uh, at the Olympics. Um, remember, I don't know. Are you really you really didn't get to the best part? I I mean I haven't gotten into it yet. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Your article, bro. I'm just. Oh, I didn't. I thought you were done. My bad. My bad. Quote: This is from. Um, That's why we got to do pre-show. Yo, this is from, the, from the, the women that were involved. We are gravely concerned about the impact of Mr. Hadzik's potential presence uh, will have on our uh, on other U- Team USA athletes. They wrote on May 20. So this is back in May. It's mm-hmm. July now, and this is this is back in May that this was like um, reported at least for the first time. Two months later, Hadzik is one of the 24 Olympic fencers in Tokyo. An alternate on the men's EP team. I guess I said that wrong. I don't know. Uh, Attaining a rarefied spot at the pinnacle of his sport to dismay of his teammates. Although last month, Safe Sport had suspended Hazick from the international competition, the 29-year-old from Montclair, New Jersey, fought to get the, the prohibition lifted through an arbitration process that ultimately permitted him to participate in the Olympic Games. Acknowledging the severity of the allegations facing Hadzik, USA Fencing, the Athletic Federation in charge of selecting the country's uh, Olympic competitors created a, quote, safety plan. Player, safety plan! They had to give this man a safety plan to stay away from ladies because they're afraid he's going to rape them. <laughs> Unbelievable. And as the thing is, like, at the Olympics, the Olympics is like everybody knows, like, the big joking, not joking thing. If you The Olympics are like a big, like, just everybody has sex. Like it's you like to like, get it in. It's like orgy, go run fast. Like mm-hmm. and and they had to do my man a safety plan because they didn't want him in that environment because he's a sex pest. Allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly, unbelievable. Yeah. So they created a safety plan to a quick safety plan to help to keep him away from women and out of the Olympic Village. He flew in on a separate plane from his teammates, is staying at a hotel 30 minutes away from the other athletes, and won't be allowed to practice alongside women athletes. After he, after he appealed those conditions, the entire... He appealed, he appealed them! Yeah, yeah. The entire roster of Team USA fencers signed a letter demanding the restrictions stay in place. So basically, like, he just, like, decides, you know what? This isn't fair. They're, like, being mean to me because I've been a sex pest. Um, You know, I'm going to go ahead and, like, try and file a a, a thing with a beard. And then every single person on the team, the entire roster of fencers, like, no, bro, you stay away from us. Imagine being like, I'm just not going to keep my head down and just try to poke poke people with swords. I'm going to really speak up. This is the hill I want to die on. Yeah. Unbe- unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, we, we live are, in hell. We live in the hell world. We are pissed off uh, that this is even a thing we had to deal with. An Olympic fencer who filed a complaint against Hadzik alleging predatory behavior told BuzzFeed. Um, 
quote, he's been protected again and again. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, we live in hell. Jeez. This, this is the true test. Complaints about Hadrick's beha- uh, alleged behavior were no secret in the close-knit fencing community. Interviews with 30 current and former USA fencers and officials, including three women who have uh, formally accused Hadzik of sexual misconduct, as well as a cache of documents obtained by BuzzFeed News, show a pattern of alleged sexual misconduct and violent behavior going back to 2010 when he was a first-year student at Columbia University. Look at that. Ivy League. Classic. Of course he's an Ivy League kid, right? I mean, your Ivy League fencer. That's just like You've I, wish, never I, I wish Aaron. Know. I wish Aaron was here on this because she'd be like, "Oh, of course. That's that's like if you could build a rapist in a laboratory, he'd be an Ivy League, an alleged rapist in a laboratory. He'd be an Ivy League fencer." Yeah, maybe play handball or water polo, but yeah, fencing is like up there. The question over whether Hadzik would be allowed to compete in Tokyo fell to SafeSport, the nonprofit agency Congress put in charge of investigating misconduct in Olympic sports in 2018. Following this is eight years after the first allegation, by the way. Um, following revelations that former USA gymnastics direct Dr. Larry Nasser had sexually assaulted scores of athletes. But through three women, but though three uh, three women formally filed reports this year to Safe Sport, at least ten others submitted statements to support their allegations. Hadzik's ability to temporarily temporarily circumvent his suspension and make his way to the sport's most pre, uh, prominent platform has left many athletes skeptical of the organization's capacity to act decisively on allegations of sexual misconduct and prompted a reckoning on sexual abuse, harassment, and male entitlement that some fencers say run deep within their sports culture. This comes at a time when other Olympic athletes, such as Shikari Peterson, have been barred from competing in the Games for testing positive for cannabis. That's right. Shikari Peterson can't run uh, in the Olympics, even though she's the fastest runner because she smoked a little weed shortly after her mom died. Not that even, like... Who cares? She doesn't even need the cover of her mom dying to get away with smoking a little weed, if you ask me. Um, but like this dude right here, like literally is repeatedly accused of sexual assault, and they're just like, "Yeah, let him play. That's fine. Let's not be unfair to this guy. Got a little weed in his system. Get her out of here. Get her out of here." I hate the Olympics so much, dude. They really yeah. represent the worst of us. I hate. I hate so much. And like the the women, like well, I don't know what it's not an Olympic thing, but it was. Uh, oh man, I want to say it's like volleyball. They're like we're tired of wearing bikinis in like the Netherlands or something, and then they're just like, "Well, you gotta wear bikinis." You oh yeah, some like that. like some women were oh, uh, some, some volleyball women I were. You, uh, I hate so much. <laughs> guys, think of all the job creators, uh, jobs created to keep potential Olympic sexual predators, the true job creators. That's oh, true, Dragon Slayer 19. That's an excellent point. Here's another quote. If this had been dealt with in any way that, sh- the, uh, uh, in the way that it should have been, he should not have been able, even had the opportunity to try to make the Olympic team, the fencer told BuzzFeed uh, before leaving for Tokyo. Quote, and now we have to deal with the consequences of having a predator on the team while simultaneously com- simultaneously competing in the biggest event of our lives. And I think that's a very unfair position to put us in. I mean, that, they're right. 
They're 100% right. It's an unfair position to put me in as a consumer of said potential Olympic Games. Yeah, you just want to watch sports and not like not like have to uh, – like, like Yeah, I don't it. understand why – yeah, exactly. I'm Tucker Carlson now. I don't understand why you have to bring your lifestyle choices of being an alleged rapist into my sports and make me think <laughs> about things like how much you like to rape. I don't understand why you have to do that. Why can't I just watch sports and be – you know what? This should have been the best Olympics of my lifetime. This should have been the one. You, you know You know they came out, the Olympic uh, – when they did the opening ceremony, they played Final Fantasy music. I didn't know that. I didn't know they played Final Fantasy they played, music. They played the victory fanfare, dog. Yeah, to a crowd of nobody because people don't yeah. want to get vaccinated. <laughs> nobody there. They played the Soul Calibur song. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the stage of history. To nobody. Yeah. I mean, the Olympics are... Because people don't want to get vaccinated. The Olympics are just, like, generally bad from the perspective of, like... I mean, obviously, like, every time they have an Olympics, they just basically, like, clear out low-income yeah. houses. Oh, yeah. and just say, Y'all get out of here. You're like, ruins, we're the Olympics it, here. You, you can't live here no more. It ruins countries for decades. I mean, go to go to the the only place I've been where like the Olympics have taken place is like Atlanta, like Centennial Park or whatever. It's like, don't be there after dark. It's sketchy, but like, yeah, it, it ruins cities. Like Atlanta is a great because they were giving like homeless people just bus tickets to wherever. Let's get out of here. Yeah, just to clear them out. They're gonna do the same thing in L.A. Like the Olympics are coming back to L.A. And like, I think it's two more cycles. I think the next one's in Australia or something. I don't know. But it's mm-hmm. coming back to LA and they're going to do the same thing. It's like the Simpsons thing where they just like expect the like the poor people to just like turn into a mailbox. You know? <laughs> like, or I would say it's like the Simpsons to where every every four years an, uh, a city gets sold a monorail that completely destroys yeah. the city. Yeah, it's just a recurring monorail. Like the yeah. IOC is just selling monorails yeah, every dude. couple of years. It's so gross, and you can't like anything. You can't like the Olympics. You can't like you can't like soccer because all the soccer games are like governed by FIFA. It's mm. all terrible, you know. And like games that like FIFA art doesn't have control over, or, you know, like some third tier South Korean league that's definitely fixed because they won't even let you place a bet on it. It's, <laughs> it's, I'm dead serious. You think I'm joking? Trying to be hyperbolic? They're like. Oh no, sir! You cannot you cannot place a bet on LG versus Samsung. Uh, <laughs> like, is that's literally the names of the teams? They're just it's so Blade Runner. They're like named after corporations, and like, no, you can't put a bet on that because if you do, uh, we're not taking the bet because that game's for sure fixed mm. by the by the Korean mob or Chinese triad. Gamer Robert, the truly most oppressed. <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, I'm trying to be like, this is how, this is how, like, you know, be like, well, don't worry about it. Are you worried about, you know, global policies or whatever, you know, this, this affects our lives, even in the most cynical ways. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're just a cynic and you're like, I don't care about anybody but me. Well, by like having a laissez-faire free-for-all capitalist world where just evil is allowed to flourish, you know, federal capitalism, it affects you because it limits it limits the things you can do in the world. Like, I can't go, I, literally, 
I like to I like to drink on a beach. I can't go drink on this certain beach and give people money because of communism. What? I can't smoke a cigar from this one little island nine miles off the Keys because we don't like the man said the the man who died decades ago said he don't like us. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, makes sense. Thanks, thanks, America. That's that's. That thanks for keeping me safe from hand rolled Cuban cigars and beach drinking. I appreciate it. Here's a quote from the article. Um, he made my life a living hell at Columbia because he was look at this guy. I wish yeah, you got, I wish y'all on the radio could see this guy. He just looks like a <laughs> he looks like a human toenail. Like, <laughs> like if you had to pick out like, hey, which one of these guys is a sex pest, and I just put guys in a you be oh, that's the one. That's, that's the one. one. That's, that's the, the guy. One. We got him. That's the guy right there. That's, that's the guy. A new type of guy just dropped. The worst type of guy. He the didn't just guy. drop. He just keeps coming back. He made my life a living hell at Columbia because he was extremely emotionally and psychologically abusive, one woman said, recalling several instances in which she brought up her concerns to her fencing coaches, including head coach Michael Aufrichtig who did not respond to a list of questions sent to him by BuzzFeed News. Yeah, no. Wow, the guy who like covered up for the sexual uh, assault, uh, sexual abuser, like didn't want to answer any questions from reporters. Wow, I'm yeah. totally shocked. At the time, nothing could be done. We were also helpless in this situation because he just continues to get what he wants because he's a really fantastic fencer. How many times have you heard that one before? Wow. I mean, not, not necessarily with fencing because I've never been like within a hundred miles of fencing, but like the idea that like, you know, the athlete the jock or whatever, sure. that's really good at the sport gets away with the thing. Sure. All the time, every day. That's how we yeah, rock. Baby. A couple, uh... It says it again, by the way, it says in the story that Afriktig, the coach did not respond to, to requests for comments. It, it brings it up multiple times in the story, which is like, which is a pretty good dig, actually, if you ask me. I think that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, safe sport is apparently a joke, according to this article as well. Um, but yeah, the I, and this is I remember, remember the um, this is the group the group safe sport was the group that was hired to like investigate US gymnastics when the coach of US gymnastics was doing oh that creepy Larry Nasser that's what safe sport Ew. is so they they can't they they obviously like basically i mean Ew. it's it, yeah it's so gross yucky yeah um over fencing y'all like fencing, fencing. We have to protect the fencers. I we mean, must we, protect. We must protect the uh, the square-headed toenail guy. <laughs> the creepiest. This dude looks. He's got like a Habsburg chin, right? Yep. <laughs> he looks like a Habsburg. This is awful, dude. The Olympics are so bad. Just burn it yeah. all to the ground. I mean, like skateboarding's in the Olympics now. That's <sighs> weird, right? This should have been the best Olympics of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's not because we live in hell. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, uh, wrap it up. 
wrap it up. wrap this puppy up. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for uh, watching, for listening. Uh, thank you, Dragon Slayer 19, for hanging around with us. Um, but yeah, you can get more information about Good Morning Comrade by going to our um, going to our website, goodmorningcomrade.com. Uh, you can follow Robert on Twitter at Comrade Morning. You can follow me on Twitter at Eminent Prof. You can also catch me um, at least for the rest of this week um, at eight o'clock on uh twitch twitch.tv slash good morning comrade and i'm not reading that and <laughs> that's pretty good dude that's, that's pretty good. good that's pretty good that's pretty um, good but twitch.tv slash good morning comrade eight o'clock central um also on the weekends we are gonna go live at nine o'clock central saturday and sunday robert can you start making saturday and sundays Probably not, but I can try. I can't promise you anything. All right. Well, we'll figure that one out. But uh, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. We love you. Bye-bye. All right.